The pre-med path can be super confusing. If you'd love some help on your path or on your applications, use the promo code PMY for pre-med years, PMY over at medicalschoolhq.net and get some help from some of our experts, former directors of admissions, admissions officers, other experts. We have a small team ready to help you today. Again, that's promo code PMY to get a discount on our services at medicalschoolhq.net. The Medical School HQ Podcast, session number 46. Hello and welcome back to the Medical School HQ Podcast. This is the podcast to learn how to excel as a pre-med student, learn what it takes to survive medical school, and to turn your dreams of becoming a physician into reality. We're bringing you the most unbiased, honest, accurate, and up-to-date information available online. Hi, Allison. Hello. I have my lovely co-host back with me. Hello, everybody. My name is Ryan Gray. If you are new to the podcast, welcome. Go back and listen to the other 45 episodes that we have if you have a, a long weekend. We, we do have a long weekend coming up. Yes, we do. As we release this. So that would be good. Go back and listen. That'd be awesome. I want to uh, start off the podcast by thanking the three five-star reviews that were left by Alston16, Lisa L421, and George Orswens. <laughs> George Or says, great resource. Lisa L says, very informative. And Alston16 says, a must for pre-meds. Thank you to those three five-star reviews. Thank you, guys. Yeah, so if you haven't left a five-star review, we encourage you to go leave a review and a rating. It doesn't have to be five stars, but if you think we deserve it, that would be excellent. We're up to 85 five-star ratings, all five stars. Everybody that's rated us has rated us five stars, so that's pretty cool. That is awesome. Allison and I will will check iTunes and see who's left a new review, and we get excited when there's a new one, and we'll read it to each other. And Yeah, we do a little dance. We do a little dance, yes. So you can go to medicalschoolhq.net slash iTunes, and that'll take you into iTunes to leave a rating and review. If you're listening on an iOS device using the podcast app, which I highly recommend if you, if you listen on an iOS device, then you can leave a rating and review right inside the app. So thank you to those people that left a rating and review. Allison. We've been busy lately. We have been busy lately. With the Academy. The Academy has been going great. We did our first live office hours last week, which was awesome. We had a bunch of people online, and we saw their faces, and we answered lots of questions and had lots of fun and had a little Brady Bunch moment at the end. (laughs) So to those listening that were part of that Brady Bunch moment, thank you. That was a blast. (laughs) And... We have a webinar upcoming with uh, the Princeton Review that's going to do uh, MCAT tips and tricks. And we spent all day yesterday recording a course on interviewing. So lots of stuff happening at the Academy. If you have no idea what we're talking about right now and you don't know what the Academy is, go to jointheacademy.net and you'll find out all the great stuff that we're doing over there. 
We're not currently open to new users, new registrations, but you can get on an email list and we will email you as soon as we open back up. Right now, we're working closely with the charter members. There's 51 of them and we're working closely with them and making sure everything is working perfectly on the inside and and they're getting all the information that they think is useful and will be useful to you as well in the future. So go to jointheacademy.net to uh, check out what we're doing at the Academy. So Allison, today we're going to talk about relationships in medical school and not not solely boyfriend girlfriend kind of relationships but all relationships in life and what kind of sparked me to talk about this and we were talking about it a little bit earlier was the fact that I was telling a patient that you had just taken your boards and the patient goes oh so she's she's going to be a doctor now (laughs) and I said, well, she's been a doctor for four years now. And coming from a patient that might not know a lot about the medical field, it's it's okay to ask a, a question like that. But the fact is that those questions come from family members as well. All the time. My 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 mom, my grandmother, they it is almost impossible to keep people up to date and informed about where you are on your path and what exactly it means to be a resident or to be a medical student or to be a fellow or to be an attending. It seems impossible to keep it straight in their head. Yeah. And this whole podcast is all about how relationships change. When you become a medical student, you don't even realize at the time how that departure from the rest of the world into this amazing profession really changes you and and changes not just you, but your relationships with everyone around you, your friends, your family, uh, your your pets. No, I don't know. <laughs> hopefully not. <laughs> nah, hopefully they just love pets. you, hopefully. Or if they're cats, they just ignore you. Uh, but it changes so much about your life and your relationships with other people. And so, as Ryan said, relationships, personal relationships also change. And we'll talk about that. But really, we we think it's such an important topic that will affect every medical student and every doctor. And so for all you out there who are thinking about uh, becoming physicians and applying to medical school, at some point, this will affect you. We think it's it's a really important thing to talk about. Yeah. So let's let's jump into why these relationships change. And I think the first reason, once you hit medical school, you have very limited time to interact with the outside world. Absolutely. Your your time shifts completely. Your focus shifts completely. Yeah. You're so busy learning and meeting new friends and trying to soak it all in that everything else kind of fades to the back and it it should because your your focus when you as soon as you step on campus should be studying and learning all the information so that you can be the best physician you can be and to also do well on step 1 or level 1 and and those relationships naturally kind of go to the background 
Yeah, it's and some of you out there may be thinking, well, I just or maybe you're in college. And when I went to college, uh, things didn't change that much. We all went to different schools, but we all still talked. And it's just a different beast. It's a different thing. When you all go to college, you may all your high school friends, you may all be going to college at the same time, or maybe you took some time off. But everybody's going to college, they're they're doing all different things, they're studying different things. But it's it's college. It's it's a diverse, very mixed uh, scene. Medical school is so different. It's a very specific, uh, very just very different than really a lot of, of the rest of the world. And it's not meant to sound elitist, not even a little bit. I would imagine that friends out there who are lawyers have kind of a similar feeling about it, that once you enter that world, you speak a new language for starters. You you start learning all, all these new terms. In, me- in medicine, you start learning about the body and your whole, your whole language, your whole appreciation for what it is to be a human being shifts. And it's, it's something you can't really even appreciate until you're in it. So that's part of it. And then as Ryan said, it's all you're doing all the time, right? In college, you have time to go hang out with your friends. You have time to hopefully, I don't know, if you're in Canada, you go to the pub. If you're in the U.S., you're, I don't know what you're doing. I didn't go to school in the U.S. <laughs> Speaking of Canada. Yeah, right. Happy Canadian Thanksgiving to those of you up there. Uh But in medical school, you don't have the time to be doing so many other things. You're lucky if you can get a load of laundry done every now and then. So it's true. Is that why you smelled so much? Oh, yeah. Yeah, me. Okay. (laughs) The germaphobe. I don't think so. For all of you out there, I do lots of laundry at home. (laughs) Anyway... You really, as much, I I can tell you guys, I am such a homebody. I love my family. I'm so close to them. I'm so close to my friends from home. Hell, I still have so much, so many of my closest friends are my high school friends to this day. But when you get to medical school, it's just impossible to have the time in the day as all this information is being thrown at you and you're drinking from the fire hose that is medical school education. You just don't have that time, that precious time that you want to spend with your family on the phone, on Skype. Yeah. And the time that you want to spend with them is there, but you can't give them that time. So in your mind... You're frustrated, but oh well, you you deal with it. But what about on the flip side, and maybe you've run into a situation like this, the person that wants to still be your friend and still interact with you as much as they did before you started medical school, and they still have the time to... And that just leads to frustration and and possibly some tension. I definitely think so. Uh, I I did run into this myself personally. Uh, Someone actually once sort of, not accused, that's the wrong word, but, but suggested to me that I was almost obsessed with medical school, that I was obsessed with my new career path. And I thought at the time, that's just crazy. And I, I can understand why that person had that feeling, why they felt that I was so immersed in, in this one thing that I, I didn't see anything else. But again, it's it, you can't you can't explain to another person who's not going through that in, in a way that's tangible. 
you can you can explain as much as you know you can try to explain as much as you can look i'm i'm studying all the time i'm in the library all the time and when you're passionate about it and you love it it's all you want to talk about i mean when we were first year medical students gosh we were in the anatomy lab dissecting ribs and then we went out for ribs for lunch an hour later and we'd sit around and talk about diarrhea and all this medical stuff and people at another table would think we were loony it's it's you you just become so much in so invested and so excited about this thing that you've been dreaming about for all these years and you're just so filled with with the richness of it all and you're doing it day in day out it's what you're eating breathing sleeping living so yes from an outsider's perspective i can imagine they would think well god this person seems obsessed but that's what you're there to be. You're you're there to be obsessed. You're there to to be the best you can be at it and to to really immerse yourself 100% in it, right? Yeah, hopefully you are obsessed. That's that's why you're there. Hopefully you're yeah. passionate about As, it. And- for all you out there who are pre-meds, you're banging at the gate to get into med school, right? Can you imagine not giving it your all once you're there? No, right? That be that would be insane. Yeah. So, what about you set aside some time on a quiet Sunday afternoon to call your friends, and then you start talking about the anatomy lab and what you dissected and the gross stuff that came out while you were dissecting <laughs> and yeah. and and the patient that you were dealing with during third year and the gross stuff that came out while you're dealing with the patient. Oh, boy, yeah. That's, I can tell you all from lots of personal experience. I, I mean, as... As you may know, some of you may know me better than others. I'm a sharer. Ryan probably thinks from time to time I'm an oversharer. I like to talk about things. I like to share with people about what's going on. What I realized at some point was that friends who are not in medicine often need limits. They don't want to hear about all the diarrhea. They don't want to hear about all the ooh, the ooey and the gooey and, and all the blood and guts that you're really excited about and, and loving. You're getting to see the inside of a human body. And Some do. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Some live vicariously through us. That is true. And and one of my greatest friends in the world, she she loves hearing all the, the details. It's not that she has some weird like fetish about hearing about blood and guts. No, she just, she loves hearing about it because she's fascinated by it. And I, I love her for it among so many other things I love about her uh, but most people I have to say friends of mine who I love dearly it's just not something they're comfortable talking about one of my friends he he can't hear about poop just just can't talk about it it's it's not you know an okay subject to talk about and I I get that but it just you, you realize over time that the things that you get so comfortable with are things that other people have, you know, you've left them behind in that sense. You've gone someplace else. They don't feel comfortable with that kind of thing. And I've had friends stop me when I would talk about really difficult neurology uh, cases and patients who needed surgery and had a brain herniating out of their skull and, and how disturbing that was. Uh, and, and they said, Allison, I, I, we just can't hear this. It's too much. Yeah. And, it's it's hard because you go from one phone call with somebody that wants to hear it all to another phone call to that to somebody that doesn't want to hear any of it and so you have to keep balancing back and forth or you just don't tell anybody anything and then you get some people mad and yeah it's like a lose lose 
you just kind of got to figure out what people's comfort level is. And, and you, you do, I have to say, I think as you and I have gone through this whole journey of becoming medical students and then becoming doctors and then specializing, you learn as you spend more and more time with patients about the difference in people's understanding um, as, as quote unquote lay people versus as, as healthcare providers uh, and, and what people are comfortable with and what people are not so comfortable with, what people need more explanation about and what, what people don't. And one of the things that I think that is so important as a doctor, as a physician, is, for example, never using medical jargon with patients. So it's one thing to get on the phone and start talking to your friends and telling them about all this this great, interesting stuff. But at the end of the day, you start to learn, well, you know, using a lot of medical words, really, a lot of people just find that confusing and they don't know what you're talking about. You're speaking another language. And so you learn about how you need to cater to that and to make people feel comfortable. Yeah. So let's take it a step further and talk about family and there and and friends as well and this is something that that always frustrates me it's one of my pet peeves and it shouldn't be but it just is because it should be very simple that <laughs> you go from a pre-med to a medical student to an intern slash resident to a fellow if you do a fellowship to an attending it's it's obviously very simple. And you obviously take step one, step two, step three, or level one, level two, level three, and then you take your boards, and obviously that's how it works. And, and, and I say that kind of facetiously because before I started the process, I had no idea how it worked. Yeah. And that's part of the reason we do this is to teach people how it works. And it it frustrates me to no end when I'm talking to family members who shall remain nameless <laughs> that it, it seems like every other week when we talk it's like so are you a doctor yet like i've been a doctor for five <laughs> years now as soon as i graduated in 2009 i was a doctor yeah. and, and and you going through four years of residency that that same question came about so when does when does allison become a doctor i'm mm-hmm. like She's been a doctor now since 2009. She's a resident. They're doctors. And that's what frustrates me. Yeah, it's it's challenging. I think that's another thing that's so eye-opening. When you're in it, you think, well, yeah, this makes a lot of sense. I'm doing this. And yeah, this is what I am now. Don't you get it? But there are so many people who... I mean, gosh, I remember in one car ride trying to explain to uh, some of my friends who were not uh, in healthcare about just the process of applying to residency for medical school. And I think you could hear a pin drop by the end. They had either fallen asleep, they were so bored, they had no idea what I was talking about anymore. I think people just get lost. There are so many details. Um, For all of you out there who are currently medical students, Boy, I mean, as you get into applying for residency and beyond, and you become a professional test taker too behind the scenes. In medical school, you are taking so many exams. You just get, you you just really become a professional test taker. And then with all of the big exams that, you know, you're studying for, for, for weeks or months, and then you're calling your family about after you're finally done with them, I think families get overwhelmed by all the different types of exams and what exam you need to take at what stage. And it's not that they, they don't they don't care or they're not interested enough to keep track. I think 
they just get overwhelmed. They they can't. It's too much. There are too many details. My parents, <laughs> they have always been so interested and and always so fascinated, trying to keep up as much as they can. And I remember uh, on my my for, well in my third year rotations and also in residency when you're running around every two weeks or every month you're switching to something new they'd say so are you on that anymore are you are you still at this hospital no that was a month ago <laughs> so i think just the amount of detail is just overwhelming for other people and we take it for granted we really do yeah yeah and again i i shouldn't get frustrated because <laughs> that's kind of the heart of why we started medical school HQ and why we started the podcast is to kind of dilute all that information down into easily absorbable chunks. So maybe we should just send everybody to the podcast and they'll learn. <laughs> That's a solution. There, there you go. go. <laughs> all right. So let's talk about some advice for a pre-med student or a medical student that is getting kind of in the mix of getting frustrated and and getting lost with their friends and family. Advice is key. I think that for those of you out here, and Ryan and I have been through this ourselves, who are finding themselves feeling frustrated or uh, scared or concerned about what's happening with their relationships back home uh, and trying to keep up with all of your friendships and with your family, Remember that people are rooting for you. You're be, you're going to become a doctor. You're in medical school, and people do understand how much of a of an awesome thing that is, and how hard you're working. They may not know exactly how hard. They don't know just how many hours you have been at the library and how many precious uh, hours of sleep you may have given up. Uh, but they have a general sense of of this awesome thing that you're at work on. So I think uh, know that and, and try to remember that. And as much as you can, be patient with your family and friends when there is a discrepancy between what they understand and what you feel like you're trying to share with them. Try to be patient. And one other thing to remember is just to to try to reserve as much time as you can, as much time as you feel comfortable with, to to keep those relationships going. And tell people, look, I can't talk right now. Honestly, it's going to be a couple of weeks. I'm in the middle of an intense study period for whatever exam this is. Maybe it's you know, your, your third section of anatomy and you're knee deep in the pelvis. <laughs> um, let them know. Just be open and honest with them. As, as a lot of you know from and and we're we all are trying to always think about how do we keep relationships alive in general it's communication and i think that's where things fall apart uh when with friendships with relationships when people are not communicating so let your friends know let your family know you still love them you still care about them as much as you always did you're just in the middle of something really busy and you're doing the best you can and then when you do have those opportunities to hang out with them and spend time with them, just treasure those and, and uh, do what you can to just be patient when people ask you for the fifth time. So are you still in anatomy? <laughs> and you've moved on. So I, I think I have an opportunity to create something wonderful. If you go to medicalschoolhq.net slash 46, which are the show notes for this episode, then... I will put a template on that page that you can download and copy and paste it into an email. It's a template of a general medical school, medical education 
path. And then you can just cross off everything that you've been through and reply back to family or friends that might email you and say, "What are you? where are you right now? And then it's just quick, boom, just check it off. <laughs> That's good. I like that. <laughs> yeah, I, I love it. Yeah, you can keep people updated, a running track of what's going on. Yes, there. I, I think that'll be wonderful. So if you've made it this far in the podcast, it was worthwhile because you can go to the show notes again, medicalschoolhq.net slash 46, get that awesome template that I'll create. So we've talked about friends and family and, and the frustration that may come of from that. We've talked about some tips and how to overcome those frustrations and that tension that may develop. Ooh, you know what we haven't covered yet? Two things besides relationships, which we're going to get into, personal ones. I just thought of this. We haven't talked about all the new relationships that you build in medical school and all the awesome friendships that you create. So just wanted to throw that in there that as you're dealing with and, and working through all these relationships at home and things are changing in your, your life back at home, you also are going to meet some of the most awesome people out there in your medical school class. And I think I could say that as a general rule for wherever you go to medical school, people are going to be coming from all over the country. And Ryan and I can certainly personally attest to the fact that some of our greatest friends are friends that we made in medical school. Uh, because of all that bonding that you do, you're you're immersed with each you, other all the time. You call it time. bonding. I call it suffering. Oh, God. Well, whatever you're doing while you're there, you're with them all the time. Uh, in our medical school, we even had dorms for the first year, um, and some people stayed in them longer. Uh, you're with them all the time, and so you really get to know people at such an accelerated pace, and you you just grow with them through your medical school years, and then share in the excitement as, as all of you match on match day and, and get into residency and, and spread out all over the place. So just take that home too, that even though things are changing, your life is changing, your relationships are changing. There are so many wonderful relationships in your life uh, with friends and future colleagues that you'll create. When I now think of a patient uh, and someone has a question for me and it's outside my domain, I think, oh, well, I can you know call my friend from med school and, and ask her, ask him and see what their thoughts are. Yeah. Built-in consults. So let's talk about personal relationships. Yes. And the devastation to put it lightly that we've we've we saw personally in medical school and numerous other physicians that I've talked to and I think Brandy the the anesthesiologist that I talked to a couple weeks ago we were talking about that as well how how relationships personal relationships um don't always make it through medical school yeah it's very difficult, I think. Uh, many of the relationships that we saw come into medical school did not last. And that goes back to a lot of what Ryan and I started out by talking about, which is that as you transition from a pre-med to a medical student, there's a certain way in which you leave the rest of the world behind because you become something else. You you start learning another language, speaking another language, becoming a part of this culture, this profession that uh, is really only fully tangible to the people who are in it with you. 
So a lot of the relationships that came in, I think it's not that people, it's not just the long distance thing, which is hard enough, but it's the fact that people may have felt that they couldn't relate to the people that they were previously dating prior to medical school. Uh, When you try to talk about how was your day, again, it's that disconnect of, well, can you really relate to what I'm going through now? And that's, that's hard. That's hard. But we watched, gosh, probably 10 or more. I think almost every relationship that went into our medical school from elsewhere dissolved. Yeah. And it's, it's unfortunate, but I think part of it is also something that you see if those of you listening have friends that have new children or maybe you've had children and you you see one spouse get frustrated with the other one because they're spending more time with the baby and, and less time with you. I think it's the, the same concept that there's something else in your significant other's life that is taking away from from their time and, and there's some jealousy that comes along with that and some frustrations and it's something that you need to be aware of as you enter medical school and to if if you obviously truly want a relationship to to last and to succeed then you need to be aware that there's going to be some hurdles to overcome and you're going to have to work a little bit extra hard to to give the attention that your significant other deserves Absolutely. And don't get us wrong, by the way, we definitely in our medical school class had several people who already had families, were married, had children, and some who did not yet have children, weren't yet married, but had long term relationships and they thrived and they did wonderfully. So we're certainly not trying to sit here and say, oh, if you come into medical school, you know, if you're a pre-med, you should make sure you break up with your whoever your significant other is, because when you get to med school, it's not going to work out. No, no, we're just trying to let you know from our experience. Uh, realistically what the challenges are. And as Ryan said, working hard and just uh, putting that extra focus and letting your your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your wife, your husband know uh, that you're still the same person and you're just changing um, and keeping that communication open as much as you can. All right. Any final um, thoughts? Well, I think I'll I'll put another positive spin. So just as I mentioned how uh, your friendships can blossom with new people you meet in medical school, the other thing to know is that you may find the love of your life in medical school. Uh, many people we know also, because of that, that accelerated pace, you get to know people so well, you bond so quickly. Uh, we can speak from our own personal experience uh, about the fact that we met each other in med school and um, and how many of our classmates got married? We got like five or six different couples yeah. that are married now and absolutely and, and very happy. Yeah, it's it's a remarkable thing. One of the interesting things also just to mention is that one thing you may find as medical students now or if pre-meds thinking about the future There are people in medical school who find that they want someone at the end of the day that they can go home to and talk about medicine with. And then there are people who have the opposite feeling that when I go home, the last thing I want to talk about is the blood and guts or the difficult patient I saw today. They want to talk about banking or the weather, something totally different. And it's such a dichotomy. It's really interesting. Uh, I was one of the type that I wanted to talk about everything when I got home. I wanted who I was with to be able to share in everything going on because it was just so much a part of my life and Ryan and I were able to do that for each other 
and other friends have too. But I certainly have friends who are doctors now who are married to bankers and lawyers and and love that, that they can have that sort of uh, divide. When they go home, they can really leave work at work. So that's something as medical students uh, listening out there, you may discover for yourself uh, or may have already discovered for yourself. So that's a, a, a an interesting and fun thing to to figure out. Uh, but yeah, just enjoy the ride and, and, and enjoy meeting people in medical school because they could become your, your best friends. Your even at, if, even if you start med school and you're 50, you could meet your best friends in med school. You could meet your, your greatest future colleagues and you can meet the love of your life. So it's a, it's a great, great thing. Well said. Well, folks, that I think is a wrap for today. Let's continue the conversation. You can go on to Twitter at Medical School HQ is our handle. You can email us. I am Ryan at Medical School HQ. Allison is Allison at Medical School HQ.net. You can leave us a comment on the show notes. And the show notes, as always, are at Medical School HQ.net slash 46 for episode 46. I hope you learned a lot today, and if you want to learn a lot, a lot more, go check out the Academy, jointheacademy.net, where Allison and I and a bunch of other physicians and medical students and, and pre-meds are quietly building a awesome community and, and uh, sharing and collaborating and doing lots of great stuff. So I think that's it. I hope you join us next time here at the Medical School Headquarters. <laughs>